What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I just had a fantastic call with a former student of mine. Her name is Shaylee, and she owns a company called Burnt Toast Online. And she was a part of the last round of the Social Media Management Accelerator. And she did something uh, just a few months ago now, a couple months ago, that really shocked us all. She announced in the Slack that she had decided she was going to go full time freelance. So I wanted to bring her back, you know, a couple months later and just see how that was going, how she was feeling after putting in her notice to her job and share any advice she had. If you're someone who is thinking about doing the same, if you are feeling like you're ready to give this social media management thing or this freelancing thing a try, be sure to check out the accelerator. I'm gonna leave a link down in the show notes for you so you can be the first to know when the doors reopen. Anyway, let's hop in to my conversation with Shaylee. So give us the background, like how did your social media management journey really get started? It got started back in, I would say 2015, 2016. Um, I was in college, I was in an early college program and I was taking um, business courses. I was getting a business degree. And the second year that I was in college, my um, program head came to me and said that they were starting a social media marketing beta program. This was back in 2016 now, so very early, and asked if I wanted to join. So I joined the program and ended up graduating with a certificate and specialty in social media marketing. And then I ended up freelancing for a couple of years, but I was 18 back then, 18 doing social media marketing. And I just was like way undercharging and it was really difficult. And I worked with a lot of different people and eventually I decided I wanted to get a little bit more experience um, at a company you know, maybe working for an agency, working for a business, just more experience. You know, I was young. So I ended up getting hired on at a startup, a bakery that was opening near me. Um, this was like a multi-million dollar bakery startup that they invited me to. And eventually I became the director of marketing there. So it was really crazy, really fun. And then eventually it got shut down due to COVID. So I went to go work at an agency after that. So now I've worked at a marketing agency for three years and recently just decided to put in my notice. And so I'm phasing out of that and going back to freelancing. Before we get into the rest of the episode, a quick word from our sponsor, Found. Ask any freelancer and they'll tell you, there are two sides to every business. There's the stuff you love, the reason you get up in the morning, and then there's the stuff you hate, the things you put off for weeks or just keep you up at night. For me, that's bookkeeping and taxes. And that's where Found comes in. Found is business banking built specifically for the self-employed. It's one app that handles your banking, bookkeeping, taxes, and invoicing. All that annoying stuff you hate, Found makes it that much easier. Sign up for Found Business Banking and you'll see why they call it all-in-one. Found tracks your expenses and helps you find write-offs. It tracks your income and calculates your taxes. And Found automatically saves the right amount so you're not left scrambling at tax time. Even sign up is easy. It's free and takes just minutes. Plus, if you spend $100 with your Found card in the first 30 days, you'll get a $25 bonus in your account. There's no commitment. Try Found today and see what a difference it can make. Head to found.com slash Latasha or use promo code Latasha to try found today. Terms and conditions apply. Found is a financial technology company, not a bank. Found's banking services are provided by Piermont Bank, member FDIC. 
Remember, head to found.com slash Latasha or use promo code Latasha to try found today. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have like very varied experience. You've worked, mm-hmm. I didn't know you worked at a bakery. What types of businesses are you specializing in working with now that you're back to freelance? It started off as pretty broad because, you know, like when you first start freelancing again, like I think you just want to take everyone, but I found that it was like a little too broad. It just, it, I wasn't getting enough hits. And so I really thought about it and was like, what do I want to do? Like if, if I'm committing to being a freelancer and I want to build this business you know, so I can live the life that I want, like what kind of work do I want to do? And that is going back to food, food marketing. Like that's where I'm happy. You know, I've always been a huge foodie. I've always taken cooking classes, been a huge baker, huge home cook. So now I focus on the restaurant industry, food and beverage products, all that stuff. It's really fun. That's awesome. I love that. And I think that's a really smart niche to get into because, I mean, people will always eat. Like people, mm-hmm. it, it might change of what types of food we eat or where we eat um, or how we eat, but like we will always eat food as long as we are humans. So whenever yeah. people are asking me about what niche to get into, it's like, think about those types of things that, you know, have have existed forever and will continue forever. So I think that's a smart one. Yeah. And after working at the bakery, um, really busy restaurants, really busy bakeries, a lot of people, they don't have time to focus on social media. I mean, very early mornings, very late nights. And so having just one dedicated person to take care of everything really was beneficial in their case. And not only that too, but we find that in food marketing, you get a lot of Facebook messages, you get a lot of Instagram messages, people responding to your story. So having someone just to manage all of it um, is really helpful in that case, because, you know, chefs, they don't have time. A lot of restaurant managers, they're busy too with their own things. For sure. For yeah. sure. Okay. So you were working on an agency, you said for three years? Years, so, yeah. Yeah. What made you decide to take the leap into freelancing full-time again? Well, the reason I decided to start working at an agency in the first place was because I wanted to have experience working with older marketers, um, learning just different techniques. The agency I worked at specialized in search engine optimization, SEO, and web design. So through that, I learned SEO techniques. I actually learned to become a web designer. So I was the head of their web design department. And I just felt though this year, like I noticed in January this year that I kind of just felt like it was my time to go. Like, I felt like I, I learned what I needed to learn and accomplish what I needed to accomplish. And I just felt like it was time for me to do something else. So I came to the idea of doing freelancing instead. Yeah. I mean, tell me a little bit about like, I mean, I can put myself back into that situation too, of like, how I felt before I actually decided to take the leap. Like you're weighing all of your different options. I mean, that's how I felt. First of all, I was freaked out. Like I was like weighing all the different options. I was like, this is, you know, if I do this, this is this is my choice in life forever. And mm-hmm. I, I had to kind of talk myself out of that because I was like, this is just another job, another career, you know, yeah. endeavor. If it goes wrong, I can always get another job. And that's kind of, kind of how I rationalized it with myself. and you know, encourage myself to quit. But can you talk through because I know a lot of people listening are in the same situation where they're like, I really want to give this freelancing thing a try, but I am scared about losing that security and, and um, if I can really do it. So can you talk me through how you were feeling before quitting your job and like what 
helped you overcome some of those fears? I would say it was a couple things. Number one, um, I, well, a big reason I took the plunge into freelancing, like was back in January, a friend, well, not really, I guess a friend had reached out to me and asked if I could do social media marketing for their company, um, just on the side. And that was kind of where that freelancing idea that seed got planted. And so I had a small client. It was, it's a small client on the side. Mm-hmm. And then I did that for a couple of months and was like, you know what? I think this might be something I want to do more full time. And I talked to my husband about it um, just to kind of see, see where we were, we were at. And basically because of his support and I talked to my family about it and I had my family support, I felt comfortable taking that leap. He was like, you know, I got you and really just talking about it and seeing if it was the right time. But what I did though, while we were kind of coming to that decision is I worked my job, but I also did a little freelancing on the side. So I was kind of building my freelancing business as I was preparing to quit. And so if anyone's thinking of doing the same thing, I would say definitely try building your business a little bit on the side to where you feel comfortable being able to quit your day job. And then not only that, but when I had a conversation with my boss about quitting, because I was, I mean, it's my job of three years, you know, I'm the number two and I'm number two in the company, like the vice president essentially. And so it was kind of a big conversation. And I just said that it just wasn't a good fit for me anymore, but I wanted to maintain our relationship, you know, keep that door open. And we had a really nice conversation and that door still open. So it was very nerve wracking, but I would say I was pretty thoroughly prepared, but also I felt like I had to be prepared too. If he just really like, wasn't happy about it, flipped out and said, Nope, you know, I don't want your, I don't want to phase you out. I just, I want you gone now. I was prepared for that too. That's not what happened, but I think it's important to be prepared for things like that. Yeah, for sure. That's what I always tell people too, is like, you know, that that could happen. <laughs> they, they could, yeah. so, I mean, even, even with like existing clients, I get the question a lot, like, what do I do when I raise my rates? And it's like, you have to be okay with them saying no, actually, yeah. <laughs> we can't afford that and we're going to go with somebody else. That is a very real you know, possibility. But um, I think just standing in that confidence and knowing that even if even if your boss was like, no, bye, you were still confident enough in your choice that you could figure it out, you know, a different way too. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. And I was I I felt like it was a, a good time to leave. And I felt confident enough that this is what I wanted to do to make that leap. If I wasn't, if I still wasn't sure freelancing was right for me, I probably wouldn't have done that. But I feel I felt really good about it. And that's why I decided to take the plunge. Yeah, I also have to ask because I know you kind of documented some of it <laughs> on TikTok, right? So yeah. tell me about the decision to do that. And how like, how has that helped with your business or was that more of just like a personal, you just wanted to share from a personal perspective? So I am a writer. That's mm-hmm. kind of where, that's actually kind of how I was asked to join the social media marketing company was because I was doing a lot of writing in the business department. And so it's just, it's more my passion is I love writing. And when I was taking your course, I kind of realized that a big part of the future of social media marketing is going to be video. You know, I mean, writing is still important, but I, I don't, I, I didn't believe I'm not, I'm still not sure yet if I can just do writing, 
you know, I felt like for long-term viability, I needed to learn video. Even if I didn't end up doing it, I had to learn it. And so that's why I gave myself a challenge to make TikToks every day for 30 days. Cause I had never done video editing. I, I just knew nothing about it. And so I'm like, you know what, if I just do it, I will learn, you know, and I'll kind of figure things out along the way. And when I was doing that 30 day challenge, I realized that I really love video editing and my love for writing kind of translated well, because I mean, writing is storytelling mm -hmm. and that translates to video. And soon I just was connecting the two. And at the time, my story was quitting my day job and becoming a freelancer and kind of what type of freelancer was I going to be? So it kind of just everything kind of melded together. And now I'm really seeing like a much clearer future of what I want my company to look like because I did that TikTok challenge, because I decided to learn video editing. It's a little overwhelming at first, video editing, but once you kind of get in the groove of it, you know, you just learn something every day. And I think yeah. too, like when I made my first couple of videos, like I'm such a perfectionist that I want the video to be perfect, you know? And I think that's what held me back for a, for a long time is knowing that it wasn't going to be perfect. So why is it worth doing? Or, oh, is this going to make me look unprofessional? But the reality is, is because of that practice, I've gotten better every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I found that. Too that with people I've worked with, like different clients is seeing the consistency and seeing the growth they appreciate that more sometimes than one super polished video I posted last Tuesday, you know, mm -hmm. seeing me show up every day. I think they, they value a little bit more right now. So I yeah. just try to show up. Yeah. I, I love that you did a challenge because I think mm -hmm. that's one of the best ways to just dive in. Yeah. <laughs> I back when I first started YouTube, I did like this vlogging challenge every April and August and you would do a video every day. Um, and it's like, you, you have, you're forced to just put something out and not be such a perfectionist, not be yes. super critical of yourself and just do it and get good and, and have fun with it too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Are, is that where you're finding most of your clients or like, what, what are you finding is working for, you know, finding clients now that you're going back to being a full-time freelancer? So that is an interesting question because when I joined my the agency, the marketing agency I worked at, the reason I did that specifically was because I, I, I struggle with a lot of social anxiety. And so reaching out to people is so difficult. So that's what my boss did. That was our agreement when I got hired was I'm like, you do all the, you, you get all the clients. I'll help you do the work. Well, now I'm getting my own clients. And so I've tried a lot of, I'm trying a lot of different things, you know, like I'm trying job boards and that's going pretty good. I'm trying LinkedIn. But what I found though, is actually the short form videos I'm posting on TikTok and Instagram are performing the best, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. But I think it's because, um, when people see me, there's more of that personal connection, but also I'm proving my knowledge too, through the videos. So for example, like through job boards or through, you know, like job, random job postings, I found that a lot of um, people were really had, they had a smaller budget, like a smaller budget than what my services are worth, I believed. And so it was just kind of difficult filtering through all, all those things, but through Instagram reels and through TikTok, I had someone reach out to me and basically say, Hey, you know, I saw your video. I really like what you had to say. I have a couple, couple, she's a photographer. I have a couple people that are interested in social media marketing. Would you like to work together? And I said, Oh, 
okay, here's my prices. Um, is that in line with what your clients are willing to pay? And she's like, uh, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> and I was shocked because I, I, I found that through video marketing, through video content, I don't have to sell once the, once someone reaches out to me, they're basically already sold. What we're talking about is more just logistics if it's the right fit. So I really try to spend more time working on my video content because I find that the clients I get are much, have much higher value mm-hmm. than through job postings, job boards. I still do those too, you know, trying lots of different things, but yeah, that's kind of what's working for me. I think it's a little bit of a longer game, you know, um, it's not like I post a TikTok and the next day someone reaches out to me. It's like I post a TikTok and three weeks later, someone reaches out to me, but it's worth waiting that three weeks because it ends up being a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Video content is super powerful. It is mm-hmm. though. It, I think that having that mindset is super important because I think a lot of people are like, oh, this TikTok or this YouTube or whatever, like it's not working after a week and they give up. But it's like, that's not yeah. how it works. <laughs> that's no. definitely not how it works at all. And it all like compounds to, you know, if you go to somebody's profile and you see they have two TikToks about, you know, managing social media for food businesses, well, I still might not think you're an expert, but if you have like 50 in your library, yeah. you know, then it's building that trust with you as well. So. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm finding. Um, and it's, it's, it's like a little bit of work every day, but especially in the beginning, you know, I'm finding that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also can relate because I also struggle with social anxiety. And so that was my biggest fear when I was <laughs> going freelance was like, I don't want to have to talk to anybody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I think video is like the next best thing to face to face. And so people already feel like they know you. And I find that it's a lot easier to open up to people as well if if I know they, they're kind of like pre-qualified and they sort of know a bit about me before I get on a call. It just makes it so much easier. So yeah, I, I find that through video, um, I'm able to make that personal connection with people that I sometimes struggle to do in person. And not mm-hmm. only that, but I'm just reaching reaching a larger audience of people too. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So you you mentioned it um, a, a minute ago, you said, you know, you mentioned taking the accelerator course. So mm-hmm. why did you feel, and, and can you give a little bit of a timeline? Like when did you decide to invest in that? And also why did you feel just in general that it's important to invest in your education through courses and, and things like that? Um, was there like a particular skill that you felt like you were missing or? When I went to school for social media marketing, that was back in, I think it was 2016 and 2017. So a long time ago and social media has changed so much since then. Um, social media management back then too was not as big as it is now. And since then, I, it's just, I mean, social media changes so much. I had taken courses between then and, and the class I took for, with you. But when I went to go work at my marketing agency, um, I ended up developing other skills. I worked on my SEO skills. I worked on my web design skills and my social media marketing skills took a little bit of a backseat. Not to say that I lost those skills. It's that I was focusing on kind of building my marketing knowledge overall. And so when I decided to go freelance, I wanted to take a course that was going to be like a college course on social media marketing. So in January, I just kind of was on YouTube searching things and I found your channel and I just watched 
all your videos. Like I'd, I'd be, I work from, I work from home. So I'd have you up on my, my iPad watching videos while I'm working. And it just kind of built my trust in you. And then eventually I heard about your SMMA course and you described it as a college class at one point. And I was like, that is exactly what I'm looking for is a college class. So I was pretty much sold on that. And I knew that I, cause you know, I want to make sure the money I'm spending is going to be on something where I'm truly going to create a really solid base of knowledge. So I bought some courses before where I'm like, ah, I mean, I kind of liked it, but it's not really anything I didn't know, especially with my background in social media marketing anyways. And the SMMA course really did solidify some things that I had forgotten about and also built upon those skills too, which is what I wanted. Okay. I'm really happy to hear that. Cause that is Mm -hmm. my goal with it it's like i know that what you know i went to school gosh it's been a long time (laughs) it's it's been a long i graduated college almost 10 years ago so and even still i mean i went to school for film so it's like i didn't really learn anything about social media marketing i took like a couple of pr classes and so whether it's somebody like us who did go to school but it's just been a while or maybe he went to school for something different i wanted to still deliver that a similar format at least. And what I I liked about the course too, was not only did it teach me things like new things about social media strategy, but it also taught me about how to transition from working at a marketing agency to being a freelancer. So because I have web, like I, I am a web designer, I was able to set up my website, but also about like having a welcome package for people, what discovery calls are gonna look like, having contracts, what those look like. And that to me, I felt like was almost for me personally was like the largest value I got out of the course was that was what I needed to was something specific for people like me leaving a job to become a freelancer. Because even if I had learned social media strategy, content calendars, all of that for the first time, you know, how am I going to build a business? Like it doesn't matter if I can't build a business out of it. And so that one, two punch is what made the course so valuable to me. I feel like you got a lot done, at least from my perspective <laughs> during that time. And I'm not taking credit for that. I think because yeah, they're like you can you can sign up for a course and you can not watch anything, not take action on anything, or you can make the most of it out of it and really get a lot done. And I feel like you were one of those people who you were like, yeah. I am going to, I'm going into it with that mindset of I'm going to make the most out of my time here. It, Cause I mean, like you, I know you were re- refining your packages and like we yeah. did some package, you know, social media package work together. Um, like I feel like you just got a lot of stuff done. So do you have any mm-hmm. advice for people? Not, not just for my course, but just in general, like if they're going to invest in their education, like how to make the most out of it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well... So what I did was when I had a discussion with my boss about quitting, I guess it wasn't like an official, like I put in my two weeks, it was a, I'm going to phase out of my position. And I'm fortunate to where he was very open to that. And so 
I was able to go from working three or four days a week to just three days a week and then two days a week, which is where I'm at now. And then eventually one day. And yep. um, I took that extra time though. Like I, now I had an extra day per week and I put it towards this. I considered it. I'm still working that day. I'm working on building my new business. And I did view it like a college course. I mean, in a college course, you know, you have to get your work done every week. Um, and just having that mindset I found to be really helpful. And I also talked to my mom about it, my husband about it, um, some of my friends about it. And so they were really able to help keep me accountable too, because I really, and I said, Oh, and I set a goal for myself. That was the big thing was I, I set realistic goals. Like, okay, I want to in three months be fully quit for my job. And I want to have two social media marketing clients. Like I felt like that was, that was pretty reasonable. Yeah. And I'm pretty well on my way there. So I think it, I think that's what really helped me. Um, and also too, like some days where maybe I felt tired to be like, ah, I'm not working today. Maybe I'll just rest. You know, I'd have my mom be like, Oh, um, what did you work on in your new business today? Or how's your website going? So yeah. I just found that having friends and family around too really helped. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. important. It's so important to have people in your circle who get it and support it. Oh, and not only that too, but um, a couple people from the Slack group that mm-hmm. the SMMA has, we have a Slack group. Um, I've connected with a couple of them outside of that group on Instagram now, and we'll do accountability calls every couple of weeks, like co-working sessions. And I found that to be really helpful too, because as much as I love my mom and my husband and my grandma, <laughs> they don't do social media marketing. So working with someone else who's doing the same thing is so helpful too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Doing that has seriously changed my business. Um, Doing co-working or I I have like a couple of different creative accountability groups that I've been meeting with since like the, like when the pandemic started and we still Mm -hmm. meet Um, and also some co-working groups that I do. And it, it's just so, I don't know. It's super powerful. I don't know why it works so well, but one, just the accountability piece and um, two, just like making friends, having like, yeah. I, I call it like my water cooler time, you know, where you can kind of chit chat with people about, yeah, stuff that only people in our industry are really going to understand. Um, it's mm. really valuable. So I, I think finding a community like that is really, really important. Yeah. And it's not threatening at all. I know someone asked me like, oh, are you afraid they're going to take your clients? No. I mean, because they have a completely different set of skills that I do. They have a completely di- different niche than I do. They're like, it's like we're, we're cheering each other on. It's, it's yeah. encouraging. It's not discouraging in any way. Like For if, sure. if, if I'm getting that vibe from someone, then it's just not a good fit. Like I probably just won't do another co-working session, but that's not the case. It's just, it's just a really good time. It's really motivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, the second I stopped looking at other freelancers as my competition was the second my business got better. Cause it's like, even if, yeah. even if they do work in your niche, first of all, they probably live halfway across the country. So they're probably mm-hmm. not going to be targeting like the same restaurants or that kind of thing as you. And honestly, maybe you can find a way to work together. You know, one of my best friends also, we both own digital marketing companies. We both you know, have some overlap in what we do, but we found ways to work together um, and just help each other out because he has an understanding of my industry that no one else really does. So, you know, I, yeah, there's always going to be, of course, like, what's the phrase, like rotten, rotten apples, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be some people who like ruin it, I guess. But 
overwhelmingly, like most people just want to help each other out and make friends and be supportive. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. So you're working in the industry. Like, tell me a little bit about what skills do you think for anyone who's new, anybody who's like, maybe who was in your shoes, you know, a few months ago, binge watching these videos, thinking about taking, diving into this world, like what skills do you think are the most important ones for them to learn? Ooh, that's a big question. I think um, being able to tell a good story, I would say, is a really big deal. I mean, your social media strategy is you're telling a story, you know, and you're and you're hoping that story converts into whatever it is, website clicks, sales, follower count, whatever it is, but learning to be a good storyteller, you know, and you don't have to just learn that um, through SMMA. SMMA gives you all the tools to be able to to do that through social media, but, you know, just really taking in like books from other freelancers for taking in videos, um, expand just your mind about how to tell a good story, because I feel like that's how your clients are going to end up being successful because that builds a following for them. Um, it just makes it more fun and it helps you accomplish your goals. I would say that's probably the biggest thing that sounds kind of broad, but being able to tell a good story. Yeah, for sure. No, I don't think that's too broad at all. I think that's super important because, you know, I what I've found is a lot of people get really hung up on the tactics like the, OK, yeah. well, what's the what does the algorithm like today? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Paying attention to that stuff is important. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day in most cases, like the algorithm wants you to connect with your audience. Like they want, and and that's storytelling. Like that's a skill that doesn't go away. You mentioned you were a writer, like, yeah, that translates into video and it translates into social media. Like, you know, those skills all kind of help each other out. So I, yeah, I think that's great advice for sure. Well, I was looking at a couple of uh, my favorite people on um, Instagram, my favorite people on TikTok and um, like I was like Emily Mariko. I love Emily Mariko. So many people follow her on TikTok. I love Emily Mariko, but she doesn't post any captions. And she also doesn't respond to pretty much any comments. Hmm. And yet when you are watching videos about TikTok strategy, they say, it's, oh, it's all about the captions. It's all about the hashtags. It's all about responding. Yet Emily was able to not do any of those things and build such a dedicated following of people. And so I was looking at her stuff and I was like, what did she do? And her videos tell a story like every day she cooks something and now I'm excited to know what it is. And it really is that simple sometimes. And so I realized that when I get stuck in the weeds about the hashtags, about the tactics, that sometimes I just lose focus. And that's not what people care about. I mean, if I want Joe to be a follower, Joe's not going to care if I use 30 hashtags or five, he's going to care about what I'm saying. So, yeah. So I think just remembering that too is really important. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. I have to check. I don't know who Emily Mariko is, but I got, I got to check her out. Yeah. Um, do you, you mentioned books, no, no pressure if you, cause I don't want to put you on the spot, but oh. you mentioned books. Do you have any like favorite marketing or social media related business books, I guess, that you've read throughout your journey? Yes. Um, let me see. I just finished this one. It's, I know it's backwards, building a brand story. I heard this, you recommended this, but someone else did too. This is an incredible book for anyone that's building a, like writing a website, building a social media strategy. 
it's so good because it helps you see things from a very interesting point of view when you're building a brand story. That's, I mean, that's what it's called. But also I've been listening to the audiobook for Atomic Habits. Yeah, that one's good. That one's also really good too. And I just, I made it a goal to try and read one book a month, um, especially when I'm freelancing because hearing just the strategies of other people, I mean, they all give me like a little bit of something that I can do to improve my business. So those are the two books I would recommend to anyone right now, but my list is always growing. Yeah, those are two very good ones. I recommend for uh, story brand. I built. I recommend all the time because yeah, there's that quote: so "If you can, if you confuse, you lose." I say that like 50 times a day, of like simplify, Latasha. You don't need 5,000 words on this this page. Like simplify, keep it, you know, to the point. Um, so that's always echoing in my my brain. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, my last question for you, really. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but if you had to, like, if you were talking to someone right now saying, Shaylee, I'm thinking about quitting my job. I want to go full-time freelance. What mm-hmm. advice would you give to them? I would say, make sure that you really believe in it before you do it. Um, Cause if you believe in something, if you love in something, it'll make it that much more enjoyable. And not only that, but if you can have a support system around you of people that are going to encourage you, because it's not easy. It's, it's not quick typically either. So having a support system around you to encourage you and and to be there with with you on those long nights, it really can make a big difference. Even if you maybe don't have a lot of friends or have a lot of family, find an online community, find some people to do co-working sessions with. It really makes a big difference. And also just always invest in your education, even if it's watching YouTube for 20 minutes a day or buying a book once a month or just going to the library, that I think makes a big, big difference too. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. Love it. And if people want to find you and follow along with your journey, where, where can they do so? Yeah. So my business's name is Burnt Toast Online. And so I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Pinterest, and I have a website called burnttoast.social. So anyone who has a food business that needs marketing help, just reach out to me, let me know. But also I work in some related businesses too, like florals and some of the wedding industry too. So yeah, burnt toast online. Awesome. I will be sure to link it in the show notes down below as well. Um, thank you so much, Shaylee, for coming on. It was so good to like see what you've been up to and yeah, learn a little bit more about me. your journey. Yeah. Thank awesome. you so much. All right. So that is it. Thank you again to Shaylee for coming on the show and sharing your journey. For all of you tuning in, be sure to open up the show notes and say hello to Shaylee and also get on the wait list for the Social Media Management Accelerator. We're coming back real soon and I would love for you to be the first to know when doors reopen. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one.